Bertie Wooster here. This is the sitch. My man Jeeves, terribly brainy fellow, had, for some reason, taken a dislike to a pal of mine. Helpless, hapless, brainless Biffy. So, it was up to me to gallop to the rescue. Biffy had accidentally gotten engaged to Honoria Glossop. <laughs> Happens to the best of us. Happily, I dreamed up an ingenious scheme to save Biffy from matrimonial peril by convincing Honoria's father, Sir Roderick Glossop, the celebrated nerve specialist, that Biffy was off his onion. How, you may ask? By means of a squirting flower, a cunning little gadget that belches water into the face of any chump who leans in to sniff. Sir Roderick was cast in the role of the chump, curtain up. Biffy's fingers trembled on the trigger. Er, uh, squeeze bulb. Are you f fond of flowers, Sir Roderick? Extremely. C care to have a sniff? I held my breath. Sir Roderick dipped his head and sniffed. Biffy's fingers closed over the bulb. I shut my eyes and clutched the table. Ah, a very pleasant aroma. I opened my eyes. Biffy's fingers had frozen in place. In the supreme crisis of his life, with his whole happiness dependent on a mere pressure of the fingers, Biffy lost his nerve. Artist Ensemble Theatre presents Mysterious Journey, Theatre for the Mind. This episode is the conclusion of a two-parter, The Rummy Affair of Biffy, from the pen of P.G. Woodhouse. I returned home to find Jeeves noodling about with the geraniums in the sitting room window box. They make a very cheerful display, sir. Do not speak to me of flowers, Jeeves. As you wish, sir. Now I know how a general feels when he plans out a brilliant tactical manoeuvre and his troops let him down at the eleventh hour. Indeed, sir. Quickly, I unloaded the whole sad, sorry tale to Jeeves. If I may be permitted an observation, sir, Mr. Biffin appears to be a most vacillating gentleman upon whom one ought not rely. One of his many flaws. Will you be requiring me for the remainder of the afternoon, sir? No. I'm stuck going to this confounded exhibition. Sir? I've been dragooned into attending, of all things, the Great British Empire Exhibition. I only came back to change and fetch the car. Ring the garage, will you, Jeeves? Uh, very good, sir. The grey lounge suit will, I fancy, be suitable. Might I beg a seat in the car, sir? I've a fancy to visit the exhibition myself. All right. After I changed, we drove round to Biffy's. He and Sir Roderick climbed in the back. Jeeves was in the front seat next to me. Biffy looked so wretched that my heart bled for the poor blighter. I must say, Jeeves, I am sorely disappointed in you. I'm very sorry to hear that, sir. I do think you might rally round. Did you see Mr. Biffin's face? I did. And? If you'll pardon me, sir, if Mr. Biffin has incurred matrimonial obligations which do not please him, he has only himself to thank. Oh, what absolute rot! You know that Honoria Glossop is an act of God. You might as well blame a chap for getting run over by a truck. Yes, sir. Absolutely yes. Besides, the poor ass was in no condition to resist. He had just lost the only girl he had ever loved. Had he, sir? He fell head over heels for some girl on board the ship to New York, and they were parted at customs, but arranged to meet the next day at her hotel. Now, Jeeves, you know Biffy. He forgets his own name half the time. The name of the girl's hotel passed clean out of his tiny little mind. 
After that, he moped about in a sort of broken-hearted trance and woke up to find himself engaged to Honoria Glossip. I was unaware of this, sir. I don't suppose anyone knows about it but me. He told me in Paris. I should have thought it feasible to make inquiries, sir. For any normal, functioning human, yes. But Biffy, surpassing all previous feats of idiocy, forgot her name. Difficult to credit, sir. That's Biffy for you. Barely enough brain to open his mouth when he wants to eat. All he could recall was her first name, Mabel. And he could scarcely tottle around New York bellowing Mabel. I mean, he could. He probably did. I appreciate the difficulty, sir. By this time, we were caught in a mob of vehicles near the exhibition, and I had to suspend conversation. Finally, we parked and went in. Jeeves drifted away, and Sir Roderick took charge of our little expedition. Well, gentlemen, what say we begin with the Palace of Industry? Righto. I myself have never been much for exhibitions. After shuffling along behind Sir Roderick for a bit, I was fed up with the multitudes. Psst, Biffy. What? I've had just about enough staring at stuffed porcupine fish or that rummy jar of seeds from Western Australia. I mean, why? Dunno. Doesn't matter. Nothing matters. Next up on our itinerary, the Palace of Machinery. This way. Psst, Biffy. Are you for executing a quiet sneak? Where? Look over there, Biffy. Do you see it? Is that a bar? It is. And in that bar, behind the counter, a sprightly sportsman is mixing magical concoctions out of bottles and stirring them up with a stick in long, frosty glasses containing ice. Bertie or Bean, I should like to see more of that man. There are moments in life when no words are needed. I looked at Biffy. Biffy looked at me. A perfect understanding linked our souls. Three minutes later, we had ditched Sir Roderick in favour of alcohol. I say, Bertie, this bartender chap is an artist. And alcohol is his medium. He seems to feel strongly that a drink is not a drink unless it contains at least seven ingredients. Not saying he isn't right. I say, barkeep, what do you call this heavenly concoction? A green swizzle, sir. If I ever marry and have a son, I shall name him Green Swizzle Worcester, in memory of the day his father's life was saved at the Great British Empire Exhibition. (sighs) Ah... Where do you suppose Sir Roderick is? Biffy, old thing, I do not care. Bertie, old bean, nor do I. (laughs) I say, Bertie, I've just remembered something rather rummy. Biffy, the fact that you have remembered anything at all is cause for celebration. Another round, if you please. Now, what have you remembered? Well, you know Jeeves. I do, in fact, know Jeeves. Well, just as we were entering this madhouse, Jeeves sidled up to me and said something rather odd. You'll never guess what it was. No, I don't believe I shall. He said, and I'm quoting his very words, Jeeves said, Mr. Biffin, addressing me, you understand. I understand. Get on with it. Mr. Biffin, he said, I strongly advise you visit the... The what? Bertie, old man, I have absolutely forgotten. Biffy, old egg, what I cannot understand is how you managed to run that Herefordshire place of yours for even a day. How on earth do you remember to milk the cows or give the pigs their dinner? Oh, that's all right. There are all sorts of blokes who look after all that. I just toddle about and every so often pat a cow. That explains it. Ah, here's our round of green swizzles. After we finish this, what do you say to the amusement park? I say, lead on, Bertie Old Bean. (laughs) (laughs) The amusement park was the one portion of the exhibition where actual fun was to be found. I was prepared to take on all comers at skee-ball. 
Oh, good shot, Bertie. Whether it was the green swizzles or merely the relief of being parted from Sir Roderick, I don't know, but Biffy flung himself into the joys of the amusement park with an almost frightening zest. I say, let's go on the rides. For a time, Biffy seemed determined to spend the rest of his life riding the switchback, the jiggle-joggle, and the wheel of joy. And considering his bleak future, who could blame him? Bertie! Now what? Look, the Palace of Beauty! No, no. The fellow at the club told me all about it. It's only a lot of girls. You don't want to see a lot of girls. I do want to see a lot of girls. Dozens and dozens of girls. And the more unlike Honoria they are, the better. I take your point. Besides, I've just remembered. That's the place Jeeves told me to be sure and visit. Are you sure? Mr. Biffin, he said, I strongly advise you visit the Palace of Beauty. No idea why. But I ask you, Bertie, is it wise? Is it safe? Is it ever judicious to ignore the advice of Jeeves? There's the entrance. Let's go. The Palace of Beauty turned out to be a sort of aquarium full of girls instead of fishes. Upon my word, you go in, and there, inside a big glass box, is a female dressed in some weird costume. I mean to say, what the deuce? Look, there's a sign up above. Helen of Troy. No, it's not. Don't think it means she's the real Helen of Troy. Oh, there's Cleopatra. Well, you get the idea. Famous women through the ages and all that. I can't say it did much for me. A beautiful woman loses a good deal of her charm if you are forced to stare at her in a tank. I say, Biffy, this place is awfully... Let's go. I suppose. Look! I beg your pardon? Look! Look! A large crowd had gathered. I think they thought the girls were going to be fed or something. But Biffy paid no attention. He was pointing in a loony manner at one of the cages. What? The female inside was dressed up as Queen Elizabeth or someone from history. Quite a good-looking girl. She was staring at Biffy in the same pop-eyed way he was staring at her. Mabel! Where the devil is the stage door? Without warning, Biffy bounded forward and began banging on the glass with his walking stick. Biffy smashed the glass and, before the crowd scarcely realised how much extra entertainment it was getting for a shilling, he was inside. Darling! You left me! No, no, I lost you. It's entirely different. While Biffy gabbled some sort of explanation, two large policemen rolled up. What's all this now? Go away! Not the proper response, I fear. The coppers were in and out of Mabel's cage in a trice and marching Biffy away before I could blink. Bertie! Here? Chiswick! 60873! Write it down! What is it? Her phone number! And then he was gone, glowing with joy and followed by several thousand excited sightseers. Mr. Worcester! Don't do that! Oh, Sir Roderick. What is the meaning of this? Oh, it's only Biffy, gone off his crumpet. Again. What? Had another fit. I did warn you. A fit? Or seizure. And this is the man I was about to allow my daughter to marry. Yes, I should call that off straight away. Word of advice. I require no advice from you, sir. I had already made that decision. That's all right, then. Mr. Wooster, you are this man's friend. A fact which should have been sufficient warning. You, unlike myself, will see him again. Certainly. Kindly inform him that his engagement to Noria is at an end. Right-ho. Goodbye, Mr. Wooster. Tinkity-tonk. It was near an hour later that I shoved my way out to the car. Jeeves was waiting patiently in the front seat. Are we leaving, sir? We are. And Sir Roderick? 
not coming. Tragically, he and I are no longer on speaking terms. And, as an added bonus, the engagement between Honoria and Biffy is off. I see. And Mr. Biffin... In prison. Really, sir? I did try to bail him out, but they elected to coop him up for the night. I'll give it another go tomorrow. What was his offence, sir? You remember that lost love of his I told you about? Well, he found her in a tank at the Palace of Beauty. Indeed. Smashed straight through a plate glass window to get to her. How very impetuous. Well, you know, love. Last I saw him, he was clapped in irons, dreamily attempting to write a poem about his girl. As Mr. Plato noted, at the touch of love, everyone becomes a poet. Now that Plato chap never witnessed Biffy struggling to come up with rhymes for Mabel. <laughs> I say, Jeeves. Sir? You advised Mr. Biffin to go to the Palace of Beauty. Uh, yes, sir. Did you know that his girl would be there? Yes, sir. Dash it, Jeeves, do you know everything? Oh, no, sir. How on earth did you know of that girl's whereabouts? As it happens, I am acquainted with the future Mrs. Biffin, sir. Do you mean you already knew about that business in New York? It was Mr. Biffin's seeming abandonment of the young lady that caused me to be unfavorably disposed towards the gentleman. You thought he'd been trifling with her affections. Happily, once you informed me of the true facts, I realized I had done Mr. Biffin a grave injustice and endeavored to make amends. He really is perfectly potty about her. I'm gratified to hear it, sir. And she seems inexplicably fond of him. After all, what Biffy lacks in brain, he makes up for in heaps of happy cabbage. And by cabbage, I mean money. Tell me, Jeeves, how are you acquainted with Miss Mabel? She is my niece, sir. <laughs> if I might make a suggestion, sir, I should not jerk the steering wheel quite so suddenly. We nearly collided with that omnibus. The Rummy Affair of Biffy features David A. Gingrich as Bertie Wooster, Gary Wingert as Jeeves, Charlie Raceman as Biffy, Savannah Bay Strandon as Mabel, and Stephen F. Vertle as Sir Roderick. While stages around the world remain dark, Artists Ensemble Theatre is producing theatre for the mind. If you can, please consider donating to AET, or better yet, become a patron by pledging monthly. Learn more at artistsensemble.org. And as always, thanks for listening.